big star. Welcome to Meet Me the Movies. Noel T. Manning II here. Really good to see you. Thanks for joining us. Uh, if you're not familiar with the show, we talk movies. Uh, that's, it's in the title. You know, you don't have to work too hard when it says Meet Me at the Movies. Is that correct, sir? Well, yes, you talk movies. <laughs> I just ask questions because obviously anyone that watches knows I don't get to go to the movies well, that much. Well, I, I got to say, really happy to have you. Uh, if you. If you don't know who this special guest is, this is, a, this is Penrod Pooch. Uh, Penrod Pooch is a cleaning technician all the way from uh, Amnesty Island. Uh, Amnesty Island, uh, you may not remember, but uh, it, was, it was the home of Hong Kong Fooey. That is the uh, How ego. obscure can you get? I must have amnesia. I don't even know who I am. <laughs> Good. Hong Kong Fooey, there you go. That's reaching back about well, 45 Well, it was a recommendation. Uh, you know, last week it was Norville Rogers' Shaggy. Yeah, it took me a moment to get that one, but this one I would yeah. not have gotten yeah. if you haven't yeah. told me. Yeah, Penrod Pooch. Who recommends by, this stuff? He went by Penny. Penny. That was his nickname. Penrod, Penrod Pooch. Uh, where, where are you getting this stuff? I just, I just happens, man. I just get it. It just, it, it, it happens when I'm not exercising. It just <sighs> You're making my editing more difficult. I know. Good to see everybody. Uh, Tim, uh, Tim Foster, are you back there, buddy? Yep. Tim on the Tim Cam with Derek. Uh, Derek again is, is, is falling asleep on the job. Uh, he was supposed to do some work out here, and he decided. Which uh, is really weird because usually it's Tim that's dozing <laughs> off. That's right. That's right. Well, man, a, a lot of movies to talk about. Of course, today. most people doze off when they're watching. They do, they do, but it's a good thing, yeah. you know. I mean, we if if you're ever having problems with insomnia, just turn just this watch on. us about three minutes, and I promise it'll relax you. It, it's better than melatonin. And Greg used to do that melatonin thing until he had nightmares. I did. I took mel. I I still have trouble sleeping, like a lot of people, you know. So I get melatonin because it was a big new thing. This was a long time ago, <laughs> and we were working together back yeah. then too. And I had these awful nightmares. I was and I, I looked it up and like maybe one in ten that take it have yeah. nightmares. I remember being cut in half by a chainsaw <laughs> vertically. So at that point I thought, you know, I'm done. So I gave it to you. Yeah. Didn't bother you at all. Didn't did bother it? me at all, man. Help me sleep. It was good stuff for me. So I, I would have gone insane if, if I kept taking that stuff. But Meet Me the Movies is better than melatonin if you want to relax and take a nap. Minus the vertical. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. only one out of ten. Was it one out of ten or one out of a hundred? I don't know. It was. It was rare. Yeah. It was but of rare. course, I was the exception. Yeah, absolutely. You are the exception. I'm not, sure. I'm not sure how you mean that. Yeah. Well, let's talk Sylvester Stallone in this movie Rambo. Rambo's back for, uh, for his last blood. Uh, we can only hope. Let me just tease <laughs> it. We can only hope. Uh, I was a big fan of the original. Yeah. Uh, First but, Blood was just to me. It was. It was. Uh, a brilliant story, and we're, hopefully we're going to get to why I think it was a brilliant story. That one was a sleeper hit, right? That it wasn't was. the big monster no, Rambo absolutely. That, that came second. No, no that, yeah. that came later when, when James Cameron Took wrote the, oh, the second one. I didn't know he wrote one. it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he wrote the second one. I'll get, I'll get emails and phone calls if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he wrote that second one. But the first one, you know, it really was this, this guy that was just trying to be a loner, yeah. trying to, you know, Stay out of the limelight. You know, he, he was from Vietnam, and uh, he just didn't want to deal with people anymore. And, of course, people wouldn't let him alone, and that's what caused the chaos in that one. Chaos. The second one became this action film, you know, sent back to Vietnam to see if there were any prisoners of war. Right. Of course there were, but they didn't expect him to find any. He did, and then they left him behind while he came back to get them. So with, with each Rambo, they gradually, to me, they got 
The second one I liked, but they became different. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think if I look at my scorecard, they gradually got a little lower. This one gets a whole lot lower. Uh, Rambo, Last Blood, this really, this film, it's, Rambo has come home after the last Rambo adventure, and he's trying to live a normal life. He's taking care of the farm in Arizona, and he's you know trying to take care of his housekeeper and her daughter or granddaughter, who kind of sees him as an uncle, Uncle Johnny. Well, Rambo's a farmer. He's a farmer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's a rancher. He's a rancher. He's got horses, so he's got a ranch. Well, the daughter uh, the, or his niece. Uh, decides she wants to go search for her real dad in Mexico. Goes from bad to worse, and then the movie becomes Taken. And so Rambo okay. goes out to seek revenge. Really over-the-top violence, um, telegraphed, revenge-driven film. Uh, if you go back and look at Challenge, those films from Earl Owensby. I remember Challenge. Yes, this is that same kind of film. Um, there's even a Rocky-esque training montage where he's getting ready to battle all of this, these drug cartel. And I'm like, hey, it's, I, I turned to Thomas and said, hey, it's a Rocky training montage right here. <laughs> you know, with axes and, and, you know, setting up for the Home Alone sequence. Yeah. And that was kind of like that too. Uh, cheesy dialogue, uh, the characters, especially Rambo was making choices that Rambo would not have made. Um, there were just so many negative marks on this. I'm just, you know, it's, where do you stop? Uh, on the positive side, uh, the score the score was solid. Some really nice practical effects. I mean, there was one one scene where you're, he's pulling the bone out of a guy's body, and I'm not sure where that bone was, but it looks. Well, who doesn't real. want to see that? Exactly. Uh, you know, production, sound design elements. You know, some interesting shot selections, but it goes back to the screenplay. Always. And it always does. And this one did not have it, and just a, a big disappointment. Um, I have liked the Rambo franchise for the most part, but this one would have been, been left alone. To some, better left alone. to some degree, was his age distracting? Because he's what, seven? No. Nope. Nope. And I'm not. It wasn't. You know, I'm nope. not insinuating that because you're older, you can't nope. kill a lot of nope. people, but he's nope. 73 or something? I don't The age had nothing to do with it. I mean, Just he, a bad he, still, script. he still stood his own, but yeah, it was a bad script. Yeah. And huge disappointment, a C minus. Bordering wow. on kind of a D plus, but but uh, but C minus because of some of the other positive things about it. It was gratuitous. I mean, from a violent standpoint, they could have done the same kind of things without showing all the details. So if you're talking about people getting cut in half. You got that kind of stuff going on. Melatonin? Were they just oh, on yeah. melatonin? Yeah, it was like it, it was like a dream. Thing. Yeah, it was like a nightmare from Greg Tillman. Yeah. So C minus for Rambo. Uh, so, but anyone that liked Rambo in the '80s or '90s, and they they kind of think they're no know what they're going you know, to get when they go I, in. I liked the other Rambos. This one, not so much. Yeah. So well, it didn't, it wasn't number one, right? It was number two or three. It, it didn't open two, yeah, all it, that well. It, yeah, it did, it did not do great at the box office. I, I think if you, if you like over the top violence, and I mean gratuitous violence, right. then sure, you'll get pulled into it. But from an action standpoint, there are much better action films out there that I've seen in the past few months. Yeah, Hobbs and Shaw is a great example of a better, much better action film than this one. Well, before we started shooting, we were talking about the Rocky movies. Yes. And when Rocky Balboa came out in 2006, and Stallone would have been 60-ish. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, they're going to that well one too many times. But that was a great movie. It was. I enjoyed that about as much as I did the first yep. one. I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with but you. not but so much this time. Nope. And even the original writer for the book that this series was based on, 
This is was, based on a book? Yeah, based on a book. Autobiography? Yeah, the original. No, no, no. No, <laughs> but First Blood was based on a book. Oh, I, yeah, I read that. the book. I thought you meant the no, new one. No, 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 no. Um, and, and the original writer just really dogged this and said, you know, this has killed the Rambo he had wanted to create. And so when you got the writer saying that, of course, yeah. he's, he got a paycheck. He gave yeah. it away. Yeah. So, you know, there you go. But uh, C minus for Rambo, Last Blood. Too bad to go out on a low note it like is that. it really is but you know stallone he's he's not crying he's got oh, i'm sure a bunch of money and he'll he'll do a bunch of other stuff and yeah. so yeah my mother the cop two or whatever that one was called what was it called maybe well, remember, like his mom estelle getty played his a mother stop or, or my mom will shoot yeah part two, part two yeah. maybe that's coming <laughs> yeah 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 the sequel uh I, I will tell you one that you ought to check out though uh based on a true story official secrets uh, Kira Knightley, uh, Matt Smith, who played Doctor Who, and also Ray Fiennes uh, in this film called Official Secrets. Um, have you, are you familiar with Official Secrets? No. Uh, based on a true story of um, what happened when we decided to go after Saddam, the coalition decided to go after Saddam. It wasn't just the U.S., right. but the U.K. as well. This story is told from the United Kingdom standpoint, the British standpoint, of a whistleblower. Uh, who realizes that things are not as they seem, and uh, she realizes there's some manipulation behind the scenes to get, um, you know, get the UK involved in this. To ramp up the war effort. To ramp up the war like effort. Like they did here. Um, it is a really a, a fascinating story, intriguing to watch. Kira Knightley is wonderful in this. Um, you know, it's one of those things you kind of you find yourself asking yourself the question, you know, are you willing to risk everything? And I mean, you know, family, your freedom, everything, if it can save lives. And that's basically the question that Kira Knightley's uh, character uh, has to face. The, the story, the acting, the casting, the directing, and, and the execution of this, this piece was so solid across the board. Um, you can find this in theaters. It is in limited release. Uh, it's um, probably closest here is in Charlotte. Uh, if you're in the Cleveland County area, but it's well worth checking out. Official Secrets gets an A minus uh, for me. So it's not going to go wide, probably. Uh, probably not. It 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 may expand a, a little bit, but it's well worth the the drive to check this out, especially if you are drawn into to biopics and based yeah. on true story films. Right. It it does it incredibly well, and you really get a chance to see uh, the battle that she's going through, and also her lawyers. Um, and, uh, and you also see you know, what the uh, official state is trying to do to her um, to kind of keep things hush-hush. And fascinating film, Official Secrets is the name of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you got Voldemort and Doctor Who hanging out with a, a, a pirate from the Caribbean. So what more could you ask I'd for? I'd watch that <laughs> when you phrase <laughs> more, it that way. What more could you ask for? Yeah. Uh, and that movie is called Official Secrets. Uh, also in limited release, and this movie is also available uh, on demand, it's called Villains. Uh, this film's got Kira Sedgwick, it's got Jeffrey Donovan, also Bill Skarsgård, so you've got Pennywise okay. from It uh, in this film. It's a really dark and twisted satire. It's a, a, a Bonnie and Clyde, natural-born killers kind of crew, yeah. uh, a, a boyfriend-girlfriend robbing a, a gas station leaving the gas station with all this money and then the car runs out of gas. It's like, okay, shouldn't you have filled up on gas well, before you think that? So. 
Yeah. So uh, they run out of gas and they find this home, and this home uh, is is you know empty, but it looks like something out of a Ozzy and Harriet meets Leave It to Beaver. I mean, it it's, looks like it was from that era. Is in black and white. No, no, okay. it wasn't. But but the, you know, the house. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The set design looks like it's that, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, they're checking it out, and they find this daughter, this kid, chained up in the basement. Come with us. When they meet the parents of the kid. Very special episode. Yeah, very special Beaver. episode. They, they meet yeah. the parents. The parents are pretty creepy and quirky. Uh, Kira Cedric was wonderful. Uh, Jeffrey Donovan, uh, if you remember what the TV show Burn Notice, mm -hmm. uh, you'll know that's who Jeffrey Donovan is. Uh, you know, the, the movie itself was really, it was, it was over the top from a dramatic standpoint, and it was done so with purpose. Uh, it was fun. It was quirky. You know, you're, some of the questions you're left with after that, you're like, okay, why is this kid chained up in the basement what's up with these quirky parents living in the 50s what what is that all about questions are never answered oh you know that's the thing the questions are never answered um, uh, the narrative really seemed to lack focus it, it seemed way too distracting you you were looking at these characters but the situations and the way the scenes are playing out they just weren't answering questions you, you think it was an editing thing I don't know man I mean I, I was working too hard Went to stay long in, they cut things out and then you don't maybe know. but I was really working too hard to stay engaged um, I really kept waiting for it to end or at least for something to happen to make me care about it uh, 89 minute runtime um, and there was really no payoff that mattered uh, there were some things that happened at the end, but I really felt that there were way too many unanswered questions. Uh, you know, and, and really, when it got down to it, I didn't care how it ended. Yeah. And that's never a good thing when you're watching a movie. You were just done. I was just done. Uh, very heavy violence, heavy language, not for the young ones, uh, so make sure you know that. Uh, really found myself humming the U2 song, you know, uh, trying to figure out what this film was. Still couldn't find what I was looking for. <laughs> that's what was going on with this movie. So um, another C-minus rating. Uh, and that is for the movie called Villains. It's a bad week. Well, I wonder what it was about. When you look at the graphic, go back to, yeah, go back back to Noel. Let's see that shot. Move your head, Noel. The other way. I mean, what's that about? So yeah. I didn't know if we were looking at a drama or... Yeah, it was... Uh, it, but it, it was, was supposed to be a comedy? Um, it was a dark comedy. It's supposed to be a dark comedy satire. You but know, it was but neither. It, it just didn't really Yeah, do okay. It. So there you go. C- minus for Villains. Um, I've had some people that love it just because of the quirkiness. And it is quirky. Uh, Kira Sedgwick uh, is pretty awesome in this. Uh, she's she's um, great. And, and definitely well worth watching. Well, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have a review from The Vault uh, with Thomas Manning talking about a movie that was just in the Fathom Events, Shawshank Redemption, after this interview. Hi, I'm Nelson Feaster, the new host of Woman to Woman, our show for women and about women. Each month we feature guests that highlight topics that focus on self-care, health and well-being for women, young and well-seasoned, here in Cleveland County. Join us each month here on Woman to Woman on C19 TV, a broadcast service of Cleveland Community College. At 
CCC, we're all about training students for exciting careers. Our Barber Academy is a great example. Did you know jobs for barbers, stylists, and other related fields are increasing? Competition for the best jobs will be strong. With your CCC training, you'll have a definite edge. Our courses give you the skills and knowledge you need to sit for North Carolina's Apprentice Barber Exam. To move up the ladder, you need at least one year of on-the-job training before you take the state's registered barber exam. If you pass, it's official. You'll be a registered barber. While private barber schools can cost $10,000 or more, CCC makes it affordable. Plus, you can complete our Barber Academy in only 15 months. Now the question is, are you ready to start your journey today? Hi, I'm Tim Foster from C19 TV. I'm Rob Brute from KTCBroadcasting.com. And I'm Fuvio Brooks from C19 TV Sports. Join us for Armchair Quarterback. What's in store on the gridiron in 2019? Can Shelby win a 6 2A state title in seven years? Will Kings Mountain challenge for a Western 3A title? How will Burns handle the transition to 2A? And can Crest return to dominance in 3A? Every week we take a look at all four Cleveland County High School football teams. Southwestern 2A Conference foes Burns and Shelby and Big South Conference foes Crest and Kings Mountain. We will look at what happened the week before and look ahead at what's coming up this week. Each week this season we'll be naming our armchair quarterback Jamming Jay's Pizza Factory Player of the Week. We will also break down the SEC. ACC and Gardner-Webb football. We'll also do the NFL and the Carolina Panthers. Nobody covers Cleveland County High School football like armchair quarterback. Don't miss another great season right here on C19 TV. They're gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make a big star out of me. Welcome back to Meet Me in the Movies. Noel T. Manning II here with Greg Tillman. Greg Tillman Something over weird's going on in the control room. Yeah, Derek's, control room. What's going on? Derek's uh, too happy back there. Yeah, Tim's I don't happy. Derek's happy. I, I swear I think Derek was dancing at the break. I don't really? Know. Yeah. He's hanging out with Elvis, man. They're doing that dancing thing. That's good uh, stuff. I don't know. Good stuff. Well, uh, speaking of good stuff, Thomas Manning, good stuff. Uh, that's his middle name. I, Thomas, know, I didn't know that was his middle name. Thomas Good Stuff Manning. Is, is that after your grandfather or Beth's <laughs> grandfather? Or? Yes, after, after my Uncle Eddie. <laughs> Uncle Eddie. I've got a cousin Eddie as well. Wow. Thomas could not be with us today because he's working at WGWG, but he did agree to do a review from the vault, and uh, we're going to try to get this thing. Tim, is this have by you got satellite? satellite? Have you got the satellite link? You're working on that. Is he ready? Okay, go ahead and patch us in. We're going to go ahead and go to Thomas Manning there at WGWG. We're going to talk about this movie. Thomas, you there? We're going to talk about a film that's 25 years old. You got a chance to check this out through Fathom Events. Uh, the movie's called Shawshank Redemption. Morgan Freeman, Tim Robbins, and a cast of others, man. Bob Gunton as the warden, uh, Frank Darabont, director and the writer. I want to get your thoughts on this, Thomas. First time you've ever seen this film and getting a chance to see it on the big screen. Pretty awesome. Yeah, of course, anytime you get to see a legendary film that you missed in theaters because you weren't born and you get to see it on the big screen for the first time, that's just an unforgettable experience. I'm so glad I was able to have that. Um, and looking back to this you know 1994 same year as pulp fiction and forrest gump this was also nominated for best picture and forrest gump walked away with it that year of course but this one had seven oscar nominations including best picture uh, best actor in a leading role for morgan freeman best adapted screenplay from the stephen king novel best cinematography roger deakins the absolute legend that everybody knows him uh he had best sound best film editing and best original score from thomas newman and Every single one of those elements stands out when you're watching this. Um, two hour and 20 minute long film, but it, it kind of clips along and you're intrigued in every single moment. Every scene has weight and has purpose. 
and you never really grow bored even though there's not a ton of action per se it's just mostly your investment in these characters and things that have led them to the situations where they are you know it's a it's a prison movie these uh, characters are imprisoned some of them claim to be innocent well actually all of them claim to be innocent (laughs) but um you know, some of them, perhaps they really are innocent, yeah. uh, especially Tim Robbins' character and just incredible character study of him as well as Morgan Freeman's character. And uh, at the core theme of this film is, hey, people can change, people can grow and learn from their mistakes in, in the past. And uh, that's something that really impressed me. Uh, so, yeah. So there's a movie that you highly recommend, one that you would go back and watch again. Oh, for sure. No doubt about it. Uh, Honestly, can't wait to watch it again. Uh, I'm glad that, I, I, I'm, of course, I'm glad that my first experience was on the big screen. But uh, this is one that I can see myself watching over and over again. It's just, just this beautiful, like almost overwhelming story, and uh, it'll make you laugh, it'll make you cry, it'll make you cheer, and uh, yeah. just an incredible journey. What were those feelings you had right when it ended, and you had a chance to just kind of digest what you had just seen? Uh, it was just so much to take in. Um, basically, everything I just said, uh, laugh, cry, cheer. Um, just you went on this journey along with these characters and you were you felt like you were with them the entire time. And uh, it just blew me away, honestly. Who should watch this? Anybody? Uh, I mean, of course, uh, mature audiences. Uh, it's rated R for, for good reason. There's some really brutal stuff in it. But... Um, it, it'll kind of open your eyes to some things in the world around you. Uh, I mean, there's some corruption out there, and uh, and this 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 is a film that I think everybody needs to watch at least once in their lives, uh, once they're of a mature age, and it's something that'll really, yeah, it'll really open your eyes. So it's a film that's worthy of being called a classic. Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah, now it's 25 years old, so. Um, I guess I guess that means when it came out, if you saw it in theaters, then you're really old now. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so uh, here we are, 25 years later. Uh, it you know got a solid A plus from me back in the day. Uh, what was your rating for this movie? Um, a plus. Uh, I can't really find anything wrong with it, and yeah. As always, uh, it's one that I can watch over and over again. Awesome. Thomas, you got to check out The Green Mile next, man. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to it, yeah. All right, Thomas, uh, thanks for joining us uh, from the WGWG.org studio. Thanks, Thomas. Really appreciate that. Uh, Shawshank Redemption, you only saw that, like, what, 10 years ago? 10 years ago or so. I don't know how I missed it. Well, it wasn't a big hit in the theater. I'm sure sure it came here, but I I missed it. What a great film. Yeah. I, I don't know why it didn't find an audience back then. Well, seeing it on the big screen like this again yeah. was pretty amazing, and it was yeah. Thomas's first time, and he, you know, shared a little bit of that. But man, it was just, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. And and Tim Robbins, Morgan Freeman. I, I've already decided that if I ever have anybody narrating my life, I've decided this a long time ago. Morgan Freeman is going to narrate it. That dude. No, I would like that too. I'll yeah. probably get Gilbert Gottfried, <laughs> but I'd, I'd rather have Morgan. Well, Freeman. my first pick was Bobcat Goldthwait, and the person who was going to star as me uh, in my life story was going to be Carrot Top. But well, um, well yeah. your hair is too short. Yeah, right? I know it's all changing. Who now. would who would star as me? As you? Yeah, I don't know if I want the. Uh, why don't we ask John Rudisell? Uh, John, send oh, us that email no. info at c19.tv. He's got plenty of people. I really shouldn't have gone there. Yeah, you went there. You uh, went there. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's talk quickly about Ad Astra. Um, just want to give my, my take on this because we had Douglas give his take. i got to tell you, one of my top films of the year. 
and completely blown away. I saw this in an IMAX theater with, with the best sound possible. It's a film that's very methodical, it's purposeful, it's introspective. Um, Pitt and Tommy Lee Jones were amazing. If Tommy Lee Jones had had more screen time, he was only on screen five to eight minutes. If he'd had more screen time, a Best Supporting Actor nomination would have come his way. I'm just astounded by what they were able to do on screen. Moments I was just speechless at what I was seeing, and that is hard to do when you're watching a movie, but it just spoke to me on so many different levels. Um, it was a drama, it was a mystery. Space was really just a backdrop. It was just an environmental backdrop um, to what the story was. So many positives for me on this. Um, the movie is not for everyone though, let me share this. It's a very slow-paced film, it's a slow burn of a film, but that's done on purpose. James Gray, the director and the writer for this, wanted to tell an inward journey, but using outer space to tell it, and he did so uh, just incredibly well. Is it somewhat like Interstellar in a, in a yeah, way? Yeah, very much so. Yep, had that feel to it. Um, but just a solid A-plus for me for Ad Astra. Better just, than Interstellar? You know, Because I had my problems with Interstellar. Different, different than, I mean, similarities, but a different kind of film, and uh, just a solid A-plus. Family plus. drama. It is. Really? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But love that, Astra. I'm going to go check it out again. Yeah. I'm going to go check it out. I'll again. go with you. I haven't seen it All yet. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, we've got a minute and a half, I think, to Ooh. go through a take five. Okay. Think we can do this? Uh, you can talk fast. Go for it. All right. Take I'll five. Uh, these are essential Stallone films that are not last blood. Essential Stallone films that are not last blood. Uh, the first one is Rocky from 1976, really a breakthrough film that launched his career. Uh, and also the franchise and dozens of other boxing films after that, uh, proves that you don't have to win to be a success. Rocky. First Blood, 1982. Uh, you know, this film we talked about a little bit earlier. And uh, as I go back and revisited that, it kind of reminded me of David Banner from the Incredible Hulk TV series <laughs> yeah. meets uh, Dr. Kimball from, you know, The Fugitive. It had that okay. kind of feel to it if you yeah. go back and look at that. So... Rambo, First Blood. Uh, sorry, First Blood. No Rambo in that one. Uh, Cliffhanger from 1993. This is kind of the go-to action adventure crime thriller uh, that my wife and I love to go to every once in a while. Three Oscar nominations for this film, believe it or not. Sound, sound design, and visual effects. Uh, John Lithgow that, in this. That one's one I want to see and I haven't. Oh, I mean, you need to. Uh, Rennie Harlan directed this. Michael yeah. Rooker also in that film. Cliffhanger from 1993. And uh, a film that was kind of under the radar in 81, but it also starred uh, Rutger Hauer, Billy D. Williams, and it was a, a film that uh, really focused on international terrorism and a gritty New York cop that got in the middle. Nighthawks was the name of that film. Loved that film. Uh, if you get a chance to check it out, do so. Uh, Rutger Hauer was just chilling as this psychopathic villain that really had no remorse of anything. He was very good at that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so Nighthawks is the name of that. And the fifth one for the Take Five, Tango and Cash uh, from 1989, uh, Drug Lords, Wrongful Imprisonment, Exotic Dancers, and a buddy cop action film starring uh, Kurt Russell, Jack Palance, and Terry Hatcher. Uh, so Tango and Cash, and they're actually in talks to do a sequel. Uh, as of last week, they started mentioning the possibility of doing that. Well, they finished the Rockies. Yeah, films, absolutely. Maybe. And you know, I, I was talking to my wife, Beth, I would go back and watch watch a sequel with them. Mm -hmm. And I was actually surprised they had character chemistry, Kurt Russell and Stallone. I'm surprised they didn't do other things together. Yeah. Uh, I think they had it. And yeah. so I'm, I, I'd, I'd go back and check that one out. All right. 
Movie quote of the week. Uh, movie quote of the week does come from Ad Astra. This is a long one, so uh, so get out your pens, pencils, and your other writing utensils. Uh, just don't uh, just don't use a knife in your blood. Uh, I'm unsure of the future, but I'm not concerned. I will rely on those closest to me, and I will share their burdens as they share mine, and I will live and I will love. That is Roy McBride from Ad Astra. Till next time, I'm Noel Manning for Greg Tillman over there beside uh, camera one. Uh, Tim Foster back on the Tim Cam was uh, Derek, the guy who did no work whatsoever on this show today. Why is he here? I don't know. And, uh, and Thomas Manning back at WGWG hanging out, uh, doing, uh, probably playing music, who knows. Via satellite. Via satellite. Satellite. Till next time, for Meet Me the Movies, that is a wrap.